0: coming up today on the lockdown hornets podcast we have a special guest that you're familiar with he joins us on today's friday edition also we talk about some of the changes coming the way of the all-star game do you agree with them and this that dude needs to be in the all-star game that dude he, has uh,
1: that dude needs good. to be in a playoff series that dude needs to be in a playoff series <laughs> ring, he needs to right? win a, he needs is, a that's, ring that's right
2: You are Locked On Hornets, part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. In a minute, we live. We, live.
1: we live.
0: Got a lot to get to today. We have a recap of the Wizards game. Also want to talk a little bit about the new All-Star format. And of course, at the end of the show, at the end of the show of the end of the week, we have to express what we learned this week, and uh, to help us do all of that, we will now go to the guest line and welcome the OG Walker, Mr. David Walker. David, thanks for joining us today, man. How are you?
2: Absolutely, fellas. I'm doing all right, man. As you guys know, it's been a it's been a, a long and trying week, I think, for for everybody out there. But I think we're rounding home at least on the end of the week and getting there.
0: Yeah, and David, I'll ask you just to kind of start us off here. Look, what was the impact of Kobe's death to you? Because I know you talked to Doug about this on let the boys watch. It's a podcast that you can listen to on our Patreon network. Um, But I, I, what did you say? What did, what kind of things did you feel from Kobe's death? Because I, I said it a couple of times. I was surprised at the way that it hit me.
2: Exactly. I was too. And that's the thing that I've heard repeating from so many people, right? It's like, even if you weren't the biggest Kobe fan or a Kobe fan, the whole way, especially if you weren't, I think people are surprised at how, this has affected them. And I'm right there with you. I mean, it has been really tough, honestly, like all week. And I find myself, you know, breaking down at various times and just like out of nowhere. Now I've been listening and consuming to Kobe content pretty much like all day long, whether it's radio or TV or podcast or whatever. But that's the biggest thing to me is it's like how surprising it was. And I've been trying to figure out kind of why it's like that. I mean, everyone's like, why is this affecting me in the biggest way? And it just feels like he was in our lives for so long. If you're watching basketball, especially if you love basketball, like we do, like you, he loved it. I mean, that came out, you know, his his Oscar winning short was all about that. And as his career went on and I told Doug this, you know. I think I grew to like him even more and just respect him even more the way he kind of exited the game. And then the way he mentored all these young guys and all these stories have been popping up the last week that you didn't even know about. Like I didn't realize he and Kyrie Irving were tight to the level they were to the level of Kyrie calling FaceTime and Kobe in the locker room after a finals game. Like I didn't know that. And and he's been mentoring all these guys. And then you layer in just, the tragedy with everyone else on board and Gigi and the stuff that he was trying to do, like with the WNBA, be such a champion for that. And I heard a story yesterday, you know, one of his goals was to really, was to really put the WNBA and its players in that league on a pedestal and really blow it up, you know, for the next generation and make that a a, a huge thing. And just like, there were so many more plans that he had to do, but you know, I was like you, Walker. It was, it was shocking how affected I was by that and how hard it hit. And it just – it still doesn't seem real. I mean, honestly, that's the thing I keep coming back to. You just keep saying Kobe Bryant is no longer with us. It just doesn't seem real. And, unfortunately, you know, it is.
0: Well, I, I don't want to focus on it. We've talked a lot about it, even though I don't even see any problem yeah. with talking about Kobe. But I will move on with the Hornets. But man, the one thing you, know, you said you'll find yourself breaking down that Monday after Kobe's death, the debut of the NBA Jump, uh, the show with mm-hmm. Rachel Nichols, of course, the show, watching that show after Kobe's death, listening to Tracy McGrady's interview, listening to Jerry West's interview, I was the epitome of depression. I had the pint of ice cream, I was sitting there teary eyed listening to Jerry West. Uh, in awe about what had just happened I had no clue it it had asked one question and Jerry West just was kind of sharing his thoughts of the life of Kobe and his experiences and then it gets to commercial break and he had only answered one question because he was just still in disbelief anyways crazy sad week but we ended it with some Charlotte Hornets basketball and uh it wasn't a very good game for the Charlotte Hornets last night against the Washington Wizards David Miles Bridges actually performed pretty well, and for some reason, the Washington Wizards bring out the best in Miles Bridges. We had a 31-point performance from Miles earlier this season, I believe a 16-point performance from him, and he looked really good in this game. Overall, defensively, they were atrocious, allowing 120 points to the Washington Wizards, and this was the contest that was supposed to get Charlotte going offensively, and they did in the first half. But in the second half, the third quarter, they scored 19. In the first half of the fourth quarter, they were really bad. What did you make of the overall performance, both you, uh, David and Doug? Yeah,
2: I mean, I was just listening to you guys yesterday. And, Doug, you said if the Hornets didn't perform well offensively, <laughs> there's was going to be major cause for concern. And, of course, there were spots of that last night. I was wondering what you were thinking because I was thinking the same thing. Like, we know the Wizards can score. Um, but you should be able to kind of equal that effort and you can't put up a dud. Like we've said that so many times over the years, the points just put up a dud of a quarter and that third quarter killed them.
1: Yeah, I mean, the scoring comes and goes as Devontae Graham comes and goes and mm. he was three of 11 from three, so that's going to hurt you. Terry Rozier was struggling and also Malik Mong, three of 12, from the field so all of the guards I mean Rozier had a good game 21.7 rebounds three assists I'm not going to critique Rozier too much but the rest of the guards struggled but it really wasn't for me this game wasn't about scoring and I don't think it was about that for coach Borrego either who after the game criticized this team heavily for their lack of physicality on the boards 24 second chance points for the Washington Wizards the Wizards cannot play defense but they can score and you can't give teams like that that you know allow 130 150 points to teams they're capable of that you can't give that team 24 second chance points and and I got to you know point out one particular player in this game who I thought especially didn't have the physicality necessary even before he got hurt in this one and that's PJ Washington only one rebound in this game 15 points 7 of 10 from the field so he was efficient scoring but there was one play where he let Isaiah Thomas out-rebound him. Yeah, Isaiah <laughs> Thomas out-rebound him. Uh, inexcusable. And, and it wasn't just P.J. It was a team effort not being physical on the boards. Until they get that figured out, they are going to lose bad games like this. Hornets
0: got out-rebounded by 20 in this game, basically. 57 for the Wizards, 38 for the Hornets. And this is a team that usually struggles pretty badly rebounding, but also there's some weird spots where finally the Hornets will show up and out-rebound a team like the Knicks, who are, I believe, top seven in rebounding in the NBA. They out-rebounded the Knicks, and they were commended for that. It's what helped them win despite shooting 38%. And yet, Doug, I completely agree with you about P.J. And P.J. was the guy that I picked for the high. I thought he would have a good game. Davis Bertans is awful at defense, and that certainly played true in his defensive efforts against uh, P.J. Washington. But there was also a play, I think, at the beginning of this game where P.J., instead of going up strong, tries this weird reverse layup. Eventually, that doesn't go for him. And I just thought, you know what, man? You're so much stronger than everybody else. There There have been so many times watching the strength of P.J. Washington affect guys trying to defend him, and it just seemed like he shied away from that at times last night.
1: On the positive side, though, we did get the good game out of Miles Bridges, a second consecutive good game from Bridges. So it seems like maybe after this weird stretch where the Hornets had a lot of days off and not many games, it seems Bridges – has a bit more focus and, and although look, I'm not even going to blame him because he was guarding Beal a lot of this game, but I'm not going to blame him because this was clearly Bradley Beal upset that he didn't make the, the all-star the obli- game in the league, yeah. Oh my God, David. I mean, this huge FU game, 34 points, nine rebounds, nine <laughs> assists, only three turnovers. I mean, unbelievable. Beal was unstoppable.
2: Yeah, and I blame the NBA and the rest of the (laughs) league, mostly the coaches, personally. (laughs) It was clearly – I mean, he said as much after the game. He was pissed off. He called it disrespectful. And, uh, you know, we can get into that a little bit when we talk about the All-Star stuff. But, yeah, he was clearly going out to prove something last night, that he's a very good scorer. And he proved that over and over and over and over again against the Hornets. And it's just like – I wanted to ask you guys specifically about um, Devontae. I'm hoping this is just a result of him having to shoot and play a ton more. This far, you know, thus far during the season and, and maybe a little bit of like the illness that he's dealing with as well, because definitely in a little slump right now.
1: Yeah, I'm crossing my fingers and hoping that it is the illness and that he will come back because honestly, I mean, he's he's moving the ball well. That's a positive positive. 10 assists in the last game, eight assists in this game. But yeah, I mean, they have to have Devontae Graham score well if they want to play well offensively. Real quick recap of our four B's challenge. This is a fantasy game that we play here on the Locked On Hornets podcast, where we try to guess who will have the best box score line and the worst box score line for the Charlotte Hornets Walker selected PJ for his high and Martin for his, Cody Martin for his low. I selected Rozier for my high and Cody Zeller for my low. Uh, the high matchup was no contest Rozier had 32. that was the actual high tied with miles. PJ had 17. Uh, Martin, that was a good pick. Walker, 17. That was lower than Zeller's 23. The actual low was Marvin, uh, who was really 15 minutes, but virtually absent from the offense, one of three from the field for two points and two assists. Also could have used some physicality on the boards from Marvin as well. So we go one and one again. uh, That puts me, I believe, at seven to three for the season. Um, and you'll have the first pick heading into the next game. Uh, We like to play fantasy, but we also like to bet for real as well. And if you're the type of fan that loves to bet and knows basketball so well that you could choose any game and call it, well, you have to use our friends at MyBookie. It's the place for you because they let you turn all your sports knowledge into cash into your wallet. If you're the kind of person who likes to bet a little to win a lot, try a parlay. If you like a couple of the big favorites this week, parlays are perfect because they let you bet multiple games together for a much bigger payout. If you join right now, my bookie will match your deposit halfway all the way up to $1,000. That means if you deposit $2,000, you get an extra $1,000 in free money to play with. Just use promo code LOCKEDON, all one word, to activate the offer once again, that's promo code Locked On to take advantage of this generous sign-up offer from our friends at MyBookie. Visit MyBookie.ag today. You play, you win, you get paid.
0: We have David Walker joining us today on the Lockdown Hornets podcast. Coming up next, we talk about the new changes in the All-Star Game format.
1: This is Locked On Hornets. And which, would, would I have liked to see a few more charts? shards? No, I would not have. <laughs> that's a That's saw some shards. <laughs> it's time for more of the Locked on Hornets podcast.
0: On the wake-up call today, there was a phrase that I had to say, including the two words, shot chart. And I immediately thought of you guys. That's where it always
1: gets. Hot shot, shot, shart. I heard that once. Del Curry was saying it. And I'm like, this dude is going to say shart. It's coming.
0: (laughs) Sure enough, it was you.
1: (laughs) Oh, yeah. I always end up saying it, even though I think other people will say it.
0: No, I I almost did, and uh, I'm glad I was able to sidestep uh, sidestep that earlier today on the wake up call. So there have been some changes to the All Star Game format as I try to pull up the changes here real quickly. So what they're going to do is they're going to honor Kobe Bryant with some of the changes at the end, but really only in the fourth quarter. So what happens is they're going to play mini games based on each individual score and uh, based on each individual quarter, I should say. Excuse me. So whoever sco- uh, scores the most points in first and second and third quarters individually um, will get money towards their charity. And then in, in the fourth quarter, what they'll do to honor Kobe is the first one after they add all of the other scores up, if I'm not mistaken. Right, Doug? Yeah. What they'll do is they'll play to number 24 in honor of Kobe Bryant. I think that's correct. I'm trying to pull it up here right now. As the,
2: yeah. The, the winning score will be 24. On top of whatever the highest point total is. So, if, you know, if one team has 100, the other team has 90, team A will have to score 100, will have to score 24 points to hit 124. The other team would have to score 34 points. Does that make sense? That does. So total, sense. Yeah, yeah,
0: it absolutely does.
1: I get it. Yep. So yeah, they don't. Ne- it's not necessarily a game of twenty four in the fourth quarter. It's uh, who? It's twenty four points plus the the leading team score after three quarters. Okay, right. that that makes a little bit more sense. But I'm I'm gonna take the opinion here that this might. I, I love messing with the format because I, yes. I don't take it seriously, and I think right. you and I agree with that, uh, David. Agree on that. But mm-hmm. I think this might be a little too complicated. This all is. It's tough to follow.
2: It's definitely way too complicated. It's in danger of going down with like the dunk wheel as one of the all-time worst (laughs) all-star ideas.
1: The dunk wheel.
2: But (laughs) um, it's hilarious the, uh, you know, just the offense that so many people have taken to messing with the hallowed grounds of the NBA all-star game, considering no one ever pays attention to this thing and no one really cares Unless they try and do something to it. So, yeah, I'm all for trying to mix it up and make things interesting. I think it's just going to be one of those things we have to see how it plays out. Cause in theory, I suppose it makes sense that you're chopping this thing up into three mini games, maybe creating a little more, com- you know, competitive nature in that. And then. They clearly threw the Kobe thing on at the end because they couldn't have just come up with this in the last four days, the whole thing, and then said, Hey, let's put 24 to honor Kobe. So I'm cool with that. It's just, as with anything, we'll have to see how seriously they take it. I mean, something tells me regardless of what they do, the whole weekend is going to be about Kobe anyway. And to honor him, especially on that night, I think the guys will have to be a little more juiced up to be competitive the whole time. Um, but I'll be interested to see how it works. It's, going to be weird. So they won't have a clock at all. Like the clock will not be running in this fourth quarter, right? It'll just be a race to whatever, 24. That'll be a little weird to watch a basketball, NBA basketball action with no clock.
0: So I I felt like we were all unclear on that. So I'm going to read this. I've got something up in front and I'm going to read this (laughs) just in case the listeners are confused because of course this thing is a little confusing. The NBA announced major changes to the all-star format on Thursday, turning every quarter, into a mini game for charity before an untimed final quarter with a target score that will decide which team wins scores will be reset back to zero, zero at the start of the second and the third quarters, then restored to begin the fourth quarter. And to honor Kobe, there will be a tribute to him uh, because of the Jersey number that he wore, right? Number 24 of the last decade of his NBA career, the team that wins the all-star game, Will be the first to reach a target score determined by the total points the team and the lead scored in the first three quarters combined, plus 24. <laughs> the obvious <laughs> nod to Kobe Bryant.
1: Yeah, you're right. That's much clearer. That's is that yeah. clear. Everybody got, got it.
0: Weird away. Perfect. Let's go play some basketball.
1: Um, <laughs> so, with this
0: all star format, for me, I actually think that all of the lead up to it, it's going to be really confusing as we just demonstrated. It's all going to kind of suck talking about it. And it's really easy to kind of clown this. I actually think watching it real time, people are going to like it. I think we're probably Mm going to get there and we're going to be pleasantly surprised and say, oh, wait, that was a lot of fun. I didn't understand it all at first, but now that I see it all played out, it's kind of like a board game that you kind of ask your buddies that are coming over there to play for the first time. Hey, do you want me to teach you the rules or you just kind of want to go as we go along and maybe do a little bit of a practice round? And then once you start to play it, you start to understand it. I think that's that's what's going to happen with a lot of the people that are watching this, and they're going to find themselves actually enjoying themselves a little bit more than recent years past.
1: Well, here's the thing. If the game actually gives us one thing to talk about the next day, just one thing to talk about, then it will be judged a success because normally these all-star games really give us no storylines to talk about. In fact, the last thing I remember talking about, because we talk about Saturday night all the time, dunk contest, yeah. three point contest, we always talk about that. But the last thing that I remember talking about in an all-star game was actually Kobe Bryant taking yeah. it too seriously.
0: Well, <laughs> and I remember it, my reaction to that as well is uh, there. The last memory I have, Doug, is you remember when LeBron James didn't take the last shot and Kobe was mad at LeBron right. for not taking the last mm-hmm. shot. And that was another all-star game memory that I remember getting something out of it, right? Getting something to talk about because look, as a, As a sportscaster, a guy with a morning show, I'll tell you, we've already been given something to talk about the next day. And it's whether this thing actually worked or not. But that's already that is engraved in the rundown the following day after the All-Star game. But instead, usually what we do is we just like we do with the Pro Bowl, just like we do It's Sports Radio 101. Is the Pro Bowl entertaining at all? How do we change it, and then we have that same discussion regurgitated year after year? At least we have something new to talk about with this all-star.
1: David, who got yeah. David, who got snubbed? Uh, who should be there instead, and who should not be there? Give us the rundown on your thoughts on that.
2: You know what? I'm good with all the guys that went in. I think oh, they're more or less deserving God. of the all-star bid. However, I will say that it's odd that a guy in you know two two, I think a couple of matchups I looked at. Ingram going in over Booker, and I think that's a direct result of the Pelicans being on TV every night, even without Zion, so many more eyes on Ingram. Again, he's very, very deserving. I have no problem with them going in. The numbers, I think, if you compare it to Booker, I think Booker's you know a notch ahead, but they're right there, and their teams both suck up to this point. So you can't throw the winning into the combination, but I think Ingram got the nod because he's been on TV so much more. And then, um, I mean, Beal in the East— It's tricky because he definitely deserves to be there. He is an all-star. But when Trey Young gets voted into the starting five, that almost takes up a spot where you think, you know, should go to a more established or a guy like Beal who's doing something otherworldly scoring-wise. But, again, they're both on horrible teams. I just think that um, everyone that got in deservedly so. If you want to look at someone – I hate to do it. I mean, Chris Middleton, I've always – Kind of been like, is he really an all-star? But if you take winning into you know account again, you got it's almost like you do need to put someone else in there for the Bucks because they've done so well. I mean, I think the teams for the most part are constructed well. There's no huge snubs for me this year. Sorry to disappoint you. and come out with a, with a medium take, but I I think everyone there is good, but you could, you could certainly make the case for some other guys who are in similar situations.
1: I'm just glad the NBA is still not falling for the siren song of Devin Snucker. I'm glad that that's happening.
2: (laughs) And also, I think that's something to do with it
1: too. And well, and also there are a lot of guys that are missing right now from this list that are injured. And so I don't yeah. think that Brad. Be, I don't think that anyone should get too hot because next season, when all these guys come back, you know Zion's going to make it, Steph's going to make it, Clay's going to, and, and all
0: these like, Kyrie. yeah, uh, Kyrie exactly, KD are, are going to keep, yeah, right. right. All these yeah.
1: fringe guys right now that are upset, just don't worry because next season, yeah, got no chance. Exactly. <laughs>
0: I, I figured we were going to have this conversation today, Doug, specifically me and you because of Devin Snooker. That dude needs to be in the All-Star game. That dude he, uh, has been that dude needs
1: good. to be in a playoff series. That dude needs to be in a playoff series. <laughs> ring, he needs to right? win ring. That's, but that's right. That's where
2: you come down with it. What has Brandon Ingram done that Devin Booker has not done up to this point? Right? I mean, if, you, if anything, you could say Booker's been better consistently throughout his career the whole way. And Ingram snuck up on a few people this year, but more people saw it. I mean, that's where it breaks out for me.
0: Uh, I've got one snub that neither of you have mentioned. I'm putting Devin Booker in the Western Conference roster, and I'm going to take Russell Westbrook out. I don't care how good he's been playing. Russell Westbrook Mm -hmm. was really bad early on. And you look at the numbers, man. Goodness gracious. I mean, Devin Booker beats him really in every single category but rebounding. I mean, Devin Booker's taking more free-throw attempts than what Russell Westbrook is taking. You talk about the effective field goal percentage and three-point percentage. Russell Westbrook's not even the same stratosphere as what Devin Booker is putting up right now. And Ingram's numbers, I'm fine with him. I mean, you you go with Ingram scoring 25 a game. I'm cool with Ingram being in there. But Russell Westbrook is the guy that you look at specifically with that backcourt matchup. I mean, there, there's just no defense for looking at the numbers between those two guys and saying, OK, yeah, give me Russell over Devin Booker. I, I can't see it. I can't
1: see the argument for
2: it. Well, if this is an honor to Kobe Bryant, then I've got to have Russell Westbrook in my Kobe Bryant Memorial All-Star game because he's going to go full bore. Yeah, so. he's going
1: to take it seriously. I mean, he could be the player um, that is locking down on defense at the end of this game during that game of 24. So I'm you looking know what, forward to it.
0: You know what else I remember from last year's All-Star game in Charlotte? It was there was two guys that seemed to be on the outside of the fraternity Everybody else was having such a good time playing basketball together. And it seemed like and Bede and Russell Westbrook were on the outside. That's, I remember watching, I remember being at the Spectrum Center, man, man Russell's taking this really seriously. And those other guys just seem like they're kind of rolling their eyes. And and Bede, they would be a little bit more physical with him anytime that he would get the ball on the block. It was just kind of funny watching those guys.
1: Hey, David, real quick before we uh, hit this third segment, of Devontae Graham and P.J. Washington, which of those players do you see making an all-star game first? No medium takes Um, here. You better come strong, buddy.
2: Yeah, I mean, for me, it's still Devontae. Um, I think the impact he has on the game and his three ball, where the NBA is right now, he's a point guard. It's going to be tough. It's going to be tough. (laughs) Let me just say that for either of those guys. But for me, it's still Devontae at this point, the jump he's made this year. If he can stay there i think he more likely would be there
0: all right we talk about the things that we learned at the end of the show here today at the end of the week um here on the Locked On hornets podcast david walker joins us for one more segment this is locked on hornets i feel like cody martin is the perfect guy to go down there right now as much as anybody is
1: yeah, you no, like I know, yeah, yeah no, I definitely. Sorry, Baldwin. I didn't know you were tossing it there. Yeah, I definitely, I definitely think that was that uh, a me
0: problem or a you a problem? Were you just not listening, or were, was I just that did I, I didn't set you up?
1: Oh, I totally wasn't. Li- well. I wasn't listening to you okay. at all. It's time for more of the Locked On Hornets podcast. Doesn't it feel like the NBA is flailing around right now a little bit with the, these all star changes? And I'm not talking about the Kobe change. I like that. That's a good uh, honorarium for Kobe. But just with changing the entire format, and then you had this uh, talk of an in-season tournament, and that's not going to happen anymore. It just feels like the NBA is flailing a little bit, trying to figure some things out. Does it not?
2: Yeah, it does. But that's—I mean—that's the silver effect, right? I mean, he's going to look for any angle to shake things up and keep things rolling. So baseball
1: would never.
0: Oh. <laughs> <laughs> No, And Adam Silver, it's funny because it does seem like somebody, I don't want to say reactionary because I think that comes with a negative connotation, but Adam Silver is one to act quickly usually. Mm -hmm. Unlike the Mm -hmm. other commissioners, Adam Silver has been known to say, nope, this is what we're going to do. We're going to do it now. There's really no other reason to wait any longer on this. And so now what we see them try to implement these kind of rules, that's what usually he does. And I feel like that's kind of what's happening You just have
1: to be careful because you could be like NASCAR Walker and just change yourself into irrelevancy. I know that a lot of these changes aren't happening to the actual season yet, but you can change yourself into irrelevancy like NASCAR. Well I you're right in the fact that they're flailing
0: about because also we have the Ken of it, uh, Kevin Ardvit soundbite that I think we talked about off air Doug but Kevin bringing up a good point about the NBA you know having a little bit of a hard time trying to adjust to the common fan where it's really the hardcore fans right now that are paying attention to the NBA and we thought that the ratings would be great this was going to be the This was going to be finally the season where Golden State wasn't going to dominate. We didn't come in with the preconceived notion that it was only going to be the Warriors' chance to win. And there's going to be so much more chances for everybody else. And yet still, we're talking about ratings being down and the general interest overall being down.
1: Well David so and I, I David like, and I actually talked about that uh, Kevin yeah. Arnovitz bit on Let the Boys Watch. Make sure to head over to patreon.com forward slash LOH if you want to hear that sweet, sweet conversation. Yeah. <laughs> hey guys,
2: I, I got I got a little breaking news for you if you'll allow me. I don't Please. know if you guys have seen I don't know if you guys have seen the rising stars announcements. No, hit us. literally just popped up for me. The horns will have one. Two, three players in with PJ Miles and Devontae. Three. All playing and ah, ah, yeah. Oh, Miles got in there, huh? All right. Yeah. I mean, that's um, a first. Usually, honestly, the Hornets are scrapping to get one guy in these games. So it was I it was lobbying exciting.
1: for Frank for several years. That's how sad it was. <laughs> <laughs> well, Frank Sorry. got in, and well, then I was, was saying was. we had to we had to lobby hard. And he, and he hit a couple of threes. Sneak he him was, in there. Put,
0: yeah, he was brought to the attention of everybody watching the NBA. I'm surprised about Miles. I have to imagine you guys are as well.
2: I think a little bit. I think everyone had him geared again towards maybe the dunk contest, but uh, that's good for him. It's good for him to be in that game, I think. But yeah, I, I haven't looked at the entire roster, but I certainly felt like PJ and Devontae were locks.
1: I'll be honest. I don't want to see Bridges in the dunk contest and I don't want to see no. Graham in the three-point shooting contest because neither of them are doing those things very well right now. And I just think it's, let's let's take a year off and let's figure some things out and then go into you know, next All-Star game strong.
0: I was a little scared about PJ Washington. I know we had Rick Bennell on earlier this week, and he said that may, you know, there may be a possibility that PJ Washington doesn't make the Rising Stars Challenge. And I, I thought it would have been wrong, but I thought just because of the format, the way they play it, that maybe PJ would have been left off. I'm glad he gets in, and if Miles gets in, then good for him. You know, I don't, I'm not sure how he stacks up with all of the other second year players in the NBA, but fine if he gets in, that's cool for him. Doug, let's start with you on things that we learned at the end of the week.
1: I learned that Cody Zeller has a LinkedIn page that he takes hilariously seriously. Maybe it's comically seriously. I don't know if he's if he's doing this on purpose or if this is a little bit of a joke. Knowing Cody, it's probably a joke. Credit Tony East, host of Locked On Pacers, for posting this on Twitter. He's at T-East NBA. Here is Cody Zeller's LinkedIn profile and his experience. <laughs> he lists the Charlotte Hornets as professional basketball player. And here are some of the bullet points. Selected with the fourth overall pick in the 2013 NBA draft. Endured injuries, fatigue, and travel to become only player to appear in all 82 regular season games during his rookie season. It well, hadn't happened again. Earned reputation around the NBA for being tough, competitive, unselfish, and hardworking. Tested and challenged by the best athletes in competition in the world. Worked under pressure. Built relationships and interacted with corporate sponsors and, and seasoned ticket holders. And here's the, my best one here interviewed and questioned after every game those are good (laughs) those are good resume bullet points for code yeah i want to see does do you know about his profile picture doug well i see the little profile picture here it's him in a tie a little blue a light blue shirt that's a nice combo looks like a black jacket um standing in front of something some kind of uh you know one of those things that backgrounds that they drop down behind you
0: we had the locked on uh, the host of Locked On Clippers. I think put out a tweet maybe a couple weeks ago that when you look up the Hornets roster, they were doing research on the Hornets for some reason. But they were looking at the roster, and everybody else has basically their their team photo bust that is at the top of the Google search bar, right? Or r- right there when you search it, right? It just brings up the pictures automatically, mm-hmm. except for Cody's picture where he's got a bloody nose. Like that's the first that's picture. Right. That got that's right. everybody else. I feel like appropriate.
2: I feel like Cody uh, Zeller is the perfect LinkedIn athlete. If you guys have seen that meme that's going around where it's like four quadrants of the Instagram photo is like, this is me on LinkedIn. This is me on Facebook. I feel like all four of Cody's would be LinkedIn.
1: That's right. It's just, yeah, all four with a Tinder photo, even Tinder. It's him in a, in a suit and tie for sure.
0: (laughs) The thing I learned this week is this damn four Bs challenge has affected the (laughs) way I watch this freaking game. (laughs) <laughs> I absolutely watched with, I think I picked Malik Monk, and I saw Malik Monk give a sick bounce pass, and mm-hmm. all I could think of was, please, God, don't beat to Doug's high score. I. That's what I learned. It's ruining watching the Hornets basketball games for me, and yet I don't want to quit it. This is what fantasy does, and I I am a slave to fantasy, and it's no different with these four B's challenges.
1: Trey Young made the Rising Stars challenge. Get out of here. Come on. Trey Young does <laughs> cool. not need to Maybe be in the Rising everything. Stars Zion made it, which is hilarious. It's like, that's, all right. That's fine. That's good. Oh, my God. Yeah, there's. Yeah, no, but come on in. Play the game. Play like no, it's no, three games. You are that guy. Are you serious? You don't want Zion in the game? Jeez. No, I, and listen, if I were a New Orleans Pelicans fan, I certainly wouldn't want him to play any action that was not involved with my team.
0: Well, I'm Don't not a play Pelicans a fan. second. <laughs> Although it could, I want not watch Zion right Although
1: it now. could be good conditioning for him. You no, know? that's
0: true. He, and, exactly. and Mark Jackson would be happy about that. A little that up and down. A little uh, David, do we spring this on you too soon? Do we give you enough time to think about something that you have learned this week? Certainly learned you- something. Yeah, like.
2: no, I'm good. The one thing I learned this week through all this Kobe Bryant tragedy stuff is we really need to appreciate great talent when we see it, Doug. And you hit on this a little bit at the beginning of the week. But we spend so much time comparing and arguing and debating who's the greatest of all time, who's the greatest of this generation and that generation, and that's certainly fun for conversation. But I think at some point, you've got to watch LeBron James while you can. You need to watch Luka Doncic while you can. You need to watch all these all-stars in regular games while you can, while you have them here, and appreciate them for what they are and uh, enjoy the game that way. I think that's the lasting memory that Kobe would have wanted for sure, and I think that's one thing I'll take away from this whole thing.
1: I couldn't agree with you more, David but Zion Williamson doesn't belong in the rising stars. I'm sorry. I'm sorry.
0: Yeah. That's the debate that we need to have. Thanks for uh, David joining us here <laughs> to actually talk about something a little serious. And I apologize on Doug's behalf. I'm the, although nah. I'm sure you're good. <laughs> thank you guys. Yeah. Thank you so much. Once again, the OG Walker, Mr. David Walker, joining us on the lockdown Hornets podcast. Thanks for listening. And remember you can subscribe to the show on Apple podcasts, Google podcasts, and Spotify. We'll be back with you next week.